I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to this week's episode of Live Your Best Life with me Liz Wright and to say I'm excited about today's conversation is really an understatement. I'm going to be talking with one of my favorite people who is a man who's just full of love, full of honor. He's an amazing husband and wife, an inspirational husband, sorry, to his wife and father and prophet and man who walks in encounters and is just known for everywhere he goes holy spirit pours out there's just complete holy chaos and miracles <laughs> and he's now on an incredible journey he's now the spiritual director of Bethel School of Technology where literally they're birthing a movement right now which you're going to hear about today so it's my joy to welcome into the conversation with me today Richard Gordon Richard welcome oh uh, thank you Liz Liz I <laughs> I would say you are one of my favorite people so just so thankful for you and just uh i love being around you because that glory realm starts to just come because your intimacy with god just opens up a door for encounter so i just love getting the same space as you and the rumors of your life have kind of like spread around here at reading and bethel community and rumors <laughs> of the presence of God that fills rooms when you the cure. And so you like, um, I would say like one of the aunts at Bethel, like a lot of people just have a high respect for you uh, in this house and uh, love you dearly. And so you'd be like, uh, you know, one of the crazy aunts that's uh, just over, <laughs> over the pond. <laughs> that pops in occasionally with the glory yeah. <laughs> oh I love it I mean Bethel's one of my favorite places in the world I mean I just have so much honor for all of you I just love it it's one of my happy places definitely so so Richard I want to dive in with you can I ask you to begin to share with everybody where this chapter of your life started where the Lord began to speak to you about the technology space and something of imparting to you something of his dream for what he wants to do there because I know that what you guys have started is literally a movement because obviously you are you are full of glory you are living and birthing what you're doing in your life from encounters and so God is moving through you right but it's so out of the box but I just love it I love what he's doing through you so can we start there like how did this part start what was the what was the encounter that ignited this bit yes wow I think maybe you'd identify to this but oftentimes we stumble into things by just loving Jesus so I would say my life story is a story of falling desperately in love and then stumbling into places and moments of significance. So rather than pursuing the favor of man, pursuing the favor of God, and then the favor of man just starts opening up. And uh, so where did it start for me? I got saved at 17 years old. And around that time, I was just about to start my engineering degree in computer engineering. <clears throat> and so I got saved in the, my beginning Christian years. I was in a conservative church, and I did four years of computer engineering. And, and then I remember I was like, I want to go to India as soon as I finish and be a missionary. 
I want to like give my life and do missions work in India. And what ended up happening is uh, the Lord told me, he said, um, the Lord spoke to me, he said, I don't want you to India, I want you to do your master's degree. And I was like, no, God, I want to do the mission stuff. I want to, I want to, you know, go and do these crazy things for you, God. I don't want to, I don't want to stay and do more studies. And, and the Lord spoke to me, he said, I want you to do your master's degree. And I was like, no. <laughs> and, uh, and, it, and then I remember that year was the year that I met Libby, my wife. Mm. And it was the year that I got filled with the Holy Spirit and had my seven-day encounter that changed everything for me. And I love that story because there's a scripture that says, unless a kernel of wheat falls down to the ground, it remains a single kernel. But if you let it fall to the ground, it raises up as multiple seeds. And I have all these junction moments in my life, these transition moments in my life where it's almost like something dies. But then after that's died, the most beautiful thing gets raised up. Yeah. You know, my dream of being a missionary in India, God said, no, I want you to study. And I'm like, no, this is, you know, and I meet my wife and I get filled with the Holy Spirit and have a seven day crazy encounter that changes my whole trajectory of my life. Okay. So tell us, tell us about that. Because everybody watching and listening is going to go, okay, you had a seven day encounter. What? (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so in a more conservative church, meaning uh, I knew the Jesus, I knew the Father, but the Holy Spirit was something we spoke about but didn't experience. Mm. And I met Libby and she dragged me to this prophetic meeting. And, uh, and I went and I started seeing people get touched by God in the most radical way. And I thought, this is crazy. This is like, like, what is this? You know, like, like, where is this in the scriptures? I was like, what yeah. is happening? This is not fit my academic grid. And <laughs> where I came right. from, um, for you to make one statement, you had to cross-reference like 12 scriptures to make one statement. Wow. Just the framework I came from was so fear-based that we get off. And so I remember the minister was, he was speaking scripture all the time, but he wasn't like trying to prove what he was saying. He was just, he was living the word. And I'd never felt the love of God in a room like that before. I'd, I'd, wow. I just, it was like the room was tangible love. And so I couldn't compute with my logical mind. I'm similar to your husband in that I come from a high education background and I couldn't compute with my logical mind, the experiences that people were having around me, but there was something that I'd never felt before. And it was this love. And I remember these meetings were crazy. They'd start at seven and go till one in the morning sometimes. And I remember the last meeting, uh, the minister was like, okay, I'm releasing, um, uh, mantles in the room or anointings and different people are falling out and, and then he said i'm going to release one more mantle it's going to come on a few people and when it does you need to get out the way i was like okay so i start getting out the way and he says it's coming in one two three i release a mantle for sons and wonders and uh, um, i fall back two rows of chairs and i take out a section of people and two grannies and I go into what I know now today as an encounter. 
Right. And so you can imagine with my background of being more conservative, it's like, ah, oh, what is happening to me? <laughs> but I'm experiencing God in the most ecstatic, raptured, encountered way. It's just like, wow. Wow. And uh, um, my body shook, my body sweats. I started to see visions of angels. And the for the next seven days, I shook under the power of God. And for the next seven days, I sweated under the heat of heaven and Oh my Everything God. in my entire life changed after that. And oh this, I believe, was the moment that birthed this desire to see a technology revival. And I'll tell you why, because I was studying my master's and I was about to quit. And I fell, I fell asleep and I went into an encounter. And in this encounter, the Lord handed me a scroll. And as he handed it to me, he said, this is a telecommunications algorithm for your master's. And as I started to open up the scroll, it read um, an algorithm, A-O-D-V. And I woke up in this cold sweat and I went to my laptop, which was next to my bed, and I started researching it out. And it turned out to be on-demand distance vectors, which is the shortest path telecoms algorithm in the military space. It became the cornerstone of my dissertation, the book that I wrote. And uh, um, there was so much glory on it that... I ended up getting published in six countries and got flown around the world <clears throat> by the military to speak at these academic um, uh, conventions and military symposiums to speak about the tech that God had downloaded to me. And it was just like there's a scripture in Daniel 11.32. It says that um, uh, those who know their God will do great exploits. Yes. And that word is like an experiential knowledge of God. And I had one of these experiential moments. That's why I get, just like you, I get so excited when people encounter God. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not about yeah. the manifestation. It's about the connection. Yeah, yeah, completely. And then the transformation of your entire life. You start to manifest the word, don't you? Richard, I'm, I'm in shock. That's incredible. So, the, so Jesus gave you the algorithm yes. that became your thesis and yes. a book and then was that algorithm then applied in a practical way? Because yes, you said you were traveling. Military, and so my master's I did with the military and then we did a research work with the military and we applied it um, and it, it added to a body of academic work and they applied it in the field for, with their research. Wow. So it's just wow. like, just crazy. Wow. And so Solutions moment, from heaven, right? Yeah. So it's divine wisdom. I mean, you're literally manifesting as an oak of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, right? And as the word says, for the display of his splendor. Yes. I mean, wow. It's really the supernatural purpose that's on our lives, right? To bring the to bring the solutions, to bring the new technologies. 100%. Gosh. I have this Wow. Theory. It's intelligent Christianity. I just love it. Oh, my God. I have goodness. this theory. And I, if you look back and you study history, you identify, for example, the Great Awakening, a move of revival. Mm. And out of that move of revival was birthed all the Ivy League schools in America. Oh, really? I didn't it know was, that. It was because wow. people got touched by the Holy Spirit that they birthed the Yales, that they birthed um, uh, the Harvards. It was these men that were filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you search in the Bible, the first person to be filled with the Holy Spirit was for innovation um, and for wisdom and like, and I'm like, this is wow. what God is doing. He's bringing third heaven solutions to a first heaven world. 
how's this? If you study the old um, scientists of old, even Einstein confessed to be a believer. And he said, even the theory of relativity, he got through a dream. Mm, wow. And if you look, there's a man by the name of Nicholas Tesla, who is one of yeah. the most um, incredible scientists and innovators. Yeah. Uh, Einstein said of Tesla that uh, um, he was like, he was further than um, he was. And Tesla would do, he was a believer, a, a Christ loving believer. And Tesla would talk about how he would get these heavenly downloads, but he'd get them in a dream state. And he actually, um, I don't know what you think of this, but what he, he did is he tried to invoke that dream state to invoke that almost twilight zone. So we'd, his, his body would be more at rest. His soul would be more at rest. So he'd have a, a, a deeper line to, I believe, that divine connection. And so what do you do? You sit in an armchair and you take a weight and you put it in his hand and he'd rock back. And almost get in as soon as he fought, started falling asleep, that weight would kind of tip and then he'd grip it back. And what he was trying to do is stay in that like that zone where yeah. that like twilight zone, the two that realms. Dream zone. Yeah. yeah. And if you um if you start going through John Maxwell uh, with three of um magnetism and uh, and you start realizing the inventions that have made our world better. I believe so many have come from actually downloads from a third heaven realm. Yeah. And this may sound a little controversial, but I totally believe it. I don't think God has finished creating. Well, it's Habakkuk. To me, I'm thinking when you're speaking Habakkuk 2.14, like the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, right, will cover the, uh, the earth as the waters cover the sea. So if the glory is being released everywhere, it's the, what's the glory, right? It's the presence of God. So we're going to be able to access divine creativity as we tune in for it. Oh, that's fascinating. Exactly. Oh and so oh what I was, I was sharing with you earlier, I, I said um, for the last five years, I've been studying innovation sparks in history. So dates and moments where um, there'd been great innovation sparks. And I'm correlating them to great moves of God around the same time. And I believe that as the glory of the knowledge of God covers the earth, it's mm -hmm. not just for charismatic meetings. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's to release a divine knowledge yeah. to the earth to see us uh, step into a greater destiny. Like, do you think about Moses back in the day? He probably never dreamt about a car. <laughs> and we course, would like be right. driving in a car, for example. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would say that's not just the creation of man, but it's the creation of divine revelation and innovation through the hands of the body of Christ or through the hands of man. Do you know and, it's amazing listening to you, Richard, because I'm sorry, go ahead. Please go ahead. I don't no, no. I, I'm, I'm so I'm like starting so start realizing all these, the life that we live now is better and where did these ideas come from? Einstein's ideas came, he believed, through divine revelation. Yeah. yeah. Nicholas Tesla, divine revelation. They may not use exactly that phrase, but through a dream, I was given a, a solution. Yeah. I believe that God is still creating today. And imagine in like 10, 15 years, you know, like quantum computing. Um, oh, amazing. This is wild. I met with a man yesterday uh, who's a quantum computing expert. Uh, from MIT and what they're doing is they're realizing at the moment we 
we use semiconductors to do processing power, but a quantum computing takes an atom and it spins it on its axis. And an atom can be in two states at the very same time. And they've identified by doing this, we can have thousands, if not like tens of thousands, faster computing power through this expression. Like there's like imagine what like and it, it could prove like it it could accelerate like a the ability to analyze like a cancer cell. It could be accelerate the ability to analyze um like for example, they don't understand how a tadpole can become a frog. And so they just don't have enough mathematical computation and computation power to analyze that and find that solution. And so we're coming to an age where there's going to be technology innovation. Um, upgrades that I believe are not demonic. Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. It's such a fascinating area, isn't it? I know. Um, I mean, the whole quantum realm, the whole field of study is just phenomenal. What's being discovered now, you know, at an en- on, on an energetic level. Oh, I could talk for hours and hours exactly. on project with you. It's so exciting the time we're in. Really, it's about like the restoration of all things, isn't it? It's the restoration yeah. of the original partnership, the intention, the dream that was in the Lord's heart right at the very beginning of what partnership would look like in the earth. And it's it's way beyond we thought, hey, at what we've originally thought. Knowledge yes. of the glory of God. <laughs> the knowledge of the glory of God. It's amazing. Okay, Richard, I wanted to ask you. So Let me you're talking in... about Bethel Tech, yeah. Yeah, I want to talk to you about Bethel Tech. Okay, so all of your journey, your amazing supernatural journey of encounters and downloads of of algorithms has led you to the point where you have you're now the spiritual director of Bethel School of Technology okay so and I absolutely believe it's a movement I think it's super exciting what you guys are up to so can you tell us a little bit like of what it is and what you believe is in God's heart for it yeah I'd feel really honored that you brought me on for this yeah this is something I'm passionate about it's amazing It doesn't feel like a job to me. It feels like a calling. Um, I was, after doing all my engineering stuff, I ended up a pastor at Bethel. And then they started the school where they wanted to take, uh, train train people on revival culture and technology. And they were like, is there anyone that knows that? And I don't know if you've ever felt like you're written into the middle of a story. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was a character written into this movie that played out that, you know, my history with God, with tech and my current, where I was a revival group pastor here at Bethel, just praying and seeing revival happen. And so we launched this, the first ever faith-based coding camp in the world. And uh, no one had ever done it before. There's other coding camps, but no one had ever said, well, what if we mixed cultural transformation with skill transformation and we put legacy in the hand as well as legacy in the heart and so we had this dream like what if we could do it and a lot of people call big tech the dark place but and so a lot of christians are canceling culture so they're canceling you know subscriptions they're, they're getting off social they but what if we were called to be a light to the dark places mm-hmm. absolutely And so instead of running away from dark places and saying, no, we don't want to go there. I'm like, well, why don't we raise up an army that can actually not just infiltrate, but be invited in because of their character and their skill. Yeah. And so we are seeing, we've had about 700 graduates um, and we're seeing people 
that are put into the tech spaces where the IBMs, the Dells, the every company is a tech company. And we are with their heart to be a cultural reformer there to bring the kingdom of God. And so instead of just, you know, um, avoiding a dark place, we're like, we're going to be the light there. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, that's the places, they're the places we're called to go in and shine in, aren't they? I mean, can you imagine, I mean, you guys are obviously dreaming this way, but what it will look like to big tech when the culture of the kingdom of heaven comes into the center of it, into the front of center of it. I mean, you know, we've seen the influence of big tech, you know, yeah. it's absolutely essential that the kingdom of God is brought there. Yes. You know, but like you say, people who are reformers, who are trained both in the natural and spiritually to be able to sit in that space well with Jesus and release his love and his presence. God, yeah. and who better to spiritually head it up, hey? <laughs> than you, that's fantastic. So can you give us a couple of nuggets, like keys in the school, the kind of things that you're teaching people to be able to shift culture? And yeah, so I would say one of the biggest keys would be honour. Mm. Um, a divine honor that brings the kingdom of God. That word honor, um, the first time it appears in the Bible, it's um, if, if you honor your mother and father, it goes well with you. You live long in the land. And then the first time glory appears in the Bible, it's where Moses says, show me your glory. And it's the exact same root word as honor. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the exact wow. same root word. Uh, it's that weight. If you put a weight on your mother and father, it'll go well with you. You live long in the land. And and then Moses said, God, show me your weight, your glory. And I believe that when we start to bring kingdom honor, not flattery, but authentic kingdom honor, it creates a highway for the glory of God to start filling. And I've literally taught people and then demonstrated it in secular environments and in um, where I start to authentically call out who God, like uh, who the way God sees someone. Yeah. Beyond the their truth. temporal response to their earth journey. You're 100%. actually seeing their true value. Yeah. And then the so presence powerful. of God starts filling rooms. Um, and so that's kind of one of the things what I remember walking with the, one of the key, the head recruiters from Google in Mountain View, their campus. And I was walking with them. I asked them, you know, how many people are you hiring next year? He said, 10,000. I was like, no way. And I said, well, what are you looking for? And he didn't list skills. He listed character. Hmm. You just started right. listening. He started listing people that look at problems and they don't see the problem. They see the solutions. I'm like, for wow. 2000 years, we've been looking at impossible problems and saying, God can do that. Yeah. That uh, um, part of our that, DNA, right? That's what that we are called to look at things that cancer, and we like God can heal that. Yeah, Christ dying on the cross. Oh, there's going to be a resurrection. Yeah, like and yeah. and that's literally what we've been doing for two thousand years. That's our bread and butter. That we're called to look at a problem and say there's a solution here. Yeah. And he said another thing. He's like, oh, someone that's able to work in team and pull great stuff out. And I was like wow, that's, that's literally what we do. You know, yeah. Jesus walks in and he takes a motley crew of fishermen, makes them an apostle, he takes a Christian killer like Paul and he makes them the writer of the new covenant, new yeah. Testament. And it's like, yeah. this is our bread and butter. We, yeah. in team, we bring the best out of people. 
Yeah. And I started to realize, and I asked him like, well, how do you develop that? He said, well, we invest millions and millions into developing this piece. And I was like, wow, this is actually what we do so well. The market needs this. Yeah. And yeah. so I wanted to share one thing that as much as the vision is to touch and change the world, I believe you've got to do that on an individual level too. Mm -hmm. So Jesus didn't just come for big meetings. He came for me. Yes. He came for you. Yeah, for the relationship. And so our dream is to help people uh, get a job, to put legacy in their hand and legacy in their heart. And so we'll take people that have never coded in their life before, never looked at a piece of code, moms, single moms trying to re-enter the workplace, people trying to shift their careers, and we'll take them and we'll take them on a nine-month journey and we'll teach them the skill in a nine-month intensive from never coding to being able to proficient enough to get a job as a junior developer. And uh, we'll put culture inside of them that will set them apart from the rest, I believe. And, uh, and, we've meet, got the, and meet the recruiting criteria, right? Exactly. Of, of the tech companies, exactly. which, like you said, is the character to and to be able to look at a problem through the eyes of faith and vision, right? To be the ones who can carry the solution into reality. Oh my goodness! So, and, so, so we're seeing eighty percent placement with us. Eighty percent. Eighty percent placement with our students. Wow. Average wow. starting salary sixty-five to seventy thousand dollars. Oh, that's fantastic! Then you've got these. It's, it sounds like a crazy sell, but I've been doing this for four years. I mean, it's literally working, Liz. It's actually working. We are seeing people's lives transformed economically and internally. It's, it's wild. Like there's um, this guy, he was earning $12 an hour being a warehouse worker. Love the Lord, passionate for God. And um, he comes through our course, gets absolutely rocked touched by god stands out a leader his life gets transformed through the spiritual component he learns a skill and he walks into a job um for, with nine for ninety thousand dollars a oh year for earning 12 and it's not about the numbers but the dream is that we put legacy in the heart and then legacy in the hand yeah. And you know, this guy that used to only earn $12 an hour, and I know him, and he comes from a Mexican background with a single mom. And I'm like, it's going to change his whole life. I asked him, like, you know, what does this mean to you? He said, I've always wanted to have a family, but I never thought I'd be able to provide for him. Wow. And so from a, um, wow. from a, from a, uh, like a, you know, an air view, we're looking to transform the world by putting kingdom minded believers in the companies, but from a ground view, we're looking to change the hearts of people that are struggling with self-hatred, yeah. people that are struggling with um, poverty thinking, because you can't just get them a job, but then if the, you know, like if, if a homeless person wins the lottery, there's a study that shows within a few, you know, X amount of time, they'll be back down to zero. Mm -hmm. It's because we've got to transform here. We can't just put legacy in someone's hand. No, and you so have it's to been so fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just been so fun what we get to do and seeing people's lives change and single moms and oh. from inner city and it's just been a dream. It's fantastic, Richard. My goodness me. Well, we're championing you on in this spirit. Okay, just in finishing, a couple of things quickly. Um, where do people, if they if people are interested 
in talking to you guys further? Where do they go to? How do they get hold of you if they want to get involved? Um, yeah, they can go to bethaltech.net. Okay. Um, and then there's a little button that says apply now. If you click that, you don't have to really be, ex- you don't have to like be like, I'm going to do it. We'll just call you and we'll, we'll walk you through hey, if this is something for you or not. Our goal is not to get as many signups. Our goal is to help as many people as we can. Yeah, yeah. And, and so if we can, we can like walk with people and just see if this is an option for you, for your son, anything like that. And then the Lord's been speaking to me recently. He said, Rich, a great leader doesn't just communicate, they connect. Mm. And so yeah. if somebody's listening right now and they're like, oh, I'm really interested. I want to know more. I'll actually just give you my email right now. It's richard.gordon at bethel.com. And if you're listening, um, I'm probably setting my inbox up for a lot of, (laughs) but if (laughs) you're listening, honestly, and and you are interested and you just want to know a little more, um, I don't mind if you email me directly too. And uh, I'm just so passionate about this. I was saying to someone, you know, if my cousin didn't know what to do with his life, I'd be like, you should definitely consider coming and doing our course like that's what i tell to students that finish bsm i'm like you don't know what to do next literally we'll put a skill in your hand you know in in a year's time you'll be earning a six-figure salary and you'll be influencing a company an organization and creating legacy for your family like i mean it's brilliant it's brilliant it's brilliant richard because and it's one of the most important industry i think if not the most important industry right now to influence with the presence of God, with the love of God. And you guys, it's just fantastic. It's such an important work. Okay, we are going to have to finish our conversation for now, which is such a shame because I could talk, I could ask you, so, there's so many questions that were coming to my mind when you were speaking. Can I ask you just in finishing, can you quickly pray for everybody, Richard? Because you carry this, you carry revival culture, kingdom culture in you and <laughs> encounters as your normal way of life, you know? And it, so I just would love it if you would just pray and impart to people. Remember the last podcast I did with you, you asked me to pray and I started singing. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, how could we forget? <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, man. It's too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, that was a good time. Yeah, why don't um, everyone that's listening close your eyes and I share a testimony. I just got back. I prayed at the end of a podcast with Chris Vallotton. I prayed for people to be encountered by God. Mm-hmm. This man was a owner of a company in Alaska. He listened and he prayed the prayer at the end with me. And he said he sat at his computer and for the next three hours. He shook into the power of God and he started having encounters of him solving complex problems wow so god i thank you that encounters are not for the special few but god it's for everyone as the scripture says you're no respecter of persons the same thing you did for the chosen jew you're going to do for the unchosen gentile god i thank you for wild encounters god i'm praying for people that are trusting for hope where their situations need a, tra- a change, their situations need a transformation. Uh, God, I thank you that the hope of the world would come in. And Jesus, those that are looking uh, to access divine knowledge from a third heaven and bring it into a first, to bring solutions from another realm into this world. God, I ask in Jesus' name with half faith, God, I ask, God, that you would unlock the heavens, God. 
release the mind of Christ, God. And I thank you for ideas and innovation and the spirit of revelation to touch them in Jesus' name. And I pray that you bless Liz, God. Get her good, God. <laughs> Mark her. Would this be one of the best years of her life? Would she just uh, be stepping and walking in the greatness of God? Would she experience what Enoch experienced? Don't take her yet, God, but experience the depths of what Enoch was experiencing. And I just bless you, Liz. You're wonderful. Oh, oh man, I receive it, Richard. <laughs> yes, Jesus. <laughs> to walk like Enoch. Oh man. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And guys have the most amazing week. I agree with Richard and I, and I pray as well that this week, even now as Richard's prayed today, you will begin to move in encounters with Jesus beyond anything you've ever known before that will blow your mind and set your life on course for the next season. And have the most amazing week. Thank you so much for joining us today. And Richard, thank you so much for joining us. It's always amazing talking with you. Love you, Liz. I love you too. And we love you guys too. Look forward to being with you again next week. God bless. Hi, if you really enjoyed today's show and you want to go deeper with Jesus and experience his love and his presence more than you ever have, then I have a present for you, a free gift. If you want to jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and just click on and sign up, then you will receive one of my teaching videos that I have created especially for you that will not only give you a few keys just very, very quickly that you can uh, utilize in your daily walk with the Lord, um, but also I'm going to take you there as well. So it's an activation. So yeah, so jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and you are going to be so blessed. <laughs>